Alignment produces, when you make room for your gifts, your gifts will make room for you. And I want to be crystal clear for anybody listening right now, that is the best thing you could do ever for your business, for your life, for your children, for humanity. The best thing you could ever do is make room for your gifts. What is trying to come through you? What is being asked of you? And will you say yes to that? Or will you venture off and try to do some other stupid stuff because you think that'll make you money? Because I'm telling you right now, the money is in the alignment. The money is in being true to your heart. Because I play like that, everything just jumps. I leapfrog. I had a $90,000 hour last week. That is how I'm a multimillionaire. We stand today. The Business Method. With a shout The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs' systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring high-performing entrepreneurs and high-caliber people dissecting their different methods, tools, and strategies so we can apply them to our businesses and lives. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built seven-figure businesses that can be ran anywhere in the world. And currently, we are interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business, affect income, results, economies, and cultures, especially post-COVID. Since we moved into a post-pandemic world, the landscape has changed drastically for most business owners. We're finding out what is working for the entrepreneurs out there that have positioned themselves well to make sure their businesses thrive, succeed, and continue to experience growth in this current economy. And now, let's hop into today's show. The business method. Hey gals and pals, listen up real quick because we have something exciting to share with you. First, for you high-performing entrepreneurs out there, we've taken the most powerful tips and tricks from over 400 episodes that our guests have shared on how to optimize their own personal performance, and we've made them into digestible micro-podcast episodes that are just two to eight minutes long. These high-performance episodes are being published on Monday and Friday each week, and will be labeled as HP number one two three four five six seven eight nine ten and so on. Those episodes are live now and they're designed for you to consume some quick, high-quality content when you only have a few minutes to spare. So be sure to subscribe to the Business Method Podcast on your favorite app so you can get those delivered to you as soon as they are live. The next thing I wanted to share with you is about our private mastermind community for established entrepreneurs. If you have an established business that has good momentum and wanted to be involved in a higher level mastermind community that is curated specifically for entrepreneurs that are moving at the same speed as you with similar challenges, revenue, team size, and business niche, then we've got a group for you. Our private mastermind groups are facilitated by myself, yours truly, and my good friend, Adam Anderson. Adam is a seasoned entrepreneur who's been involved in 20 plus startups over 20 years and recently had a multi-million dollar exit. I keep the members on track with their goals, productivity, and optimization, and Adam brings the vast business knowledge to the groups. Our purpose with this private community is to help you reach your business goals faster so you can remove yourself from your company and focus on bigger and better things. You can learn more about that private community and masterminds at thebusinessmethod.com forward slash masterminds. That's thebusinessmethod.com forward slash masterminds. And now let's hop into today's show. The Business Method. 
Those people in the world with personal brands are unique individuals. Personal brands come a few different ways. One, a person can create success in their personal life, and then they make a brand out of that influence they've gained, thus becoming a personal brand. Think Elon Musk, Oprah Winfrey, Michael Jordan, Lionel Messi. They are, they are all so successful at their own trade that the world in a way forces them to become a personal brand. Then there's another type of personal brand, and it comes from someone who has something inside of them and it is so strong that they want and need to share it with the world. They are natural creators. Think Joe Rogan. He'd be a good example of this. He started his podcast with no outside influence. He just wanted to have great conversations with great people. This group of people with a personal brand have so much to give and are so good at it that when they start sharing, it could be through videos, books, audio blogs, or whatever means they choose, it naturally starts to take off and people follow. That is today's guest. His name is Preston Smiles, and when he was in his mid-twenties, he started helping people. He noticed people would come up to him and naturally ask for help and support. Eventually, more and more people came, and he got overwhelmed with the time strain, so he created a YouTube channel to help people answer their questions. He then began making inspirational videos. He started a community called The Love Mob, where the group went around and did random acts of kindness and flash mobs. His channel and brand grew to where he could begin monetizing by writing books, starting groups that help people and empowering others to take action in their lives. Preston is now the author of two books, has a very successful YouTube channel, has approximately 150,000 followers on Facebook, 224,000 followers on Instagram. He's been interviewed on a few of the top mindset and entrepreneurial podcasts in the world, including Impact Theory and Lewis Howes. He runs a podcast himself and runs multiple empowerment groups like Amplify, Kaboom, Stretch 22, and Empowered Brotherhood. Today on that podcast, Preston and I are going to chat to those of you that have a personal brand inside of you and how you can let that out. Preston, welcome to the show, man. How are you? Blessings and blessings, man. I'm, I'm amazing. I'm stretched, but I'm here and I'm present and I'm, uh, I feel good. Good. I feel really good. Is that one of, yeah. one of your, your chants? The, the, the bra, the, what is yeah. it? Where's that come from? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. The, so the other one that people know and, and do when I'll, I'll be out in the street sometimes and somebody will be like, oh, oh. <laughs> and it's essentially them saying like, because I used to do that all the time. It actually comes from when I was in high school, I used to ditch class uh-huh. and that was the call to let my friends know where I was. So we would all skip class or like sneak out and get and, and then we'd be like, oh. And then you knew that was the call nice. to like run in that direction. Nice. And where'd the other one come from? Uh, just the part of me that that loves, uh, let's call it Caribbean culture and and uh, reggae. Uh, yeah. And just that. This, yeah. There's just the, right? there's just something. Bop, bop. Like, yeah, yeah. There's. I I actually call myself. I don't say I call myself when people ask me what my intention is or what my purpose is on the planet, I often share that um, it is to be a weapon for God's love mm-hmm. as a father, husband, and transformational facilitator. And so uh, the weapon part, that, uh, a weapon for God's love. Yeah. What do you, how do you, how do you 
define yourself as a weapon. What does that mean to you? Like, I, I, mm. I kind of feel similar in many ways. Like, I, I feel in many ways I'm a spiritual warrior. Like, I have mm -hmm. a purpose. I have light and love to share with the world. Like, it's an important thing. But how do you see that or define uh, you as a weapon? Yeah, man. I mean, that question in itself, we could go on for hours and days, but I'll, I'll break it down in a framework. Right. So my mentor, his name is Michael Beckwith, Reverend Michael Beckwith. Uh, and he taught me this, um, the four stages of consciousness, if you may. Okay. So the first stage of consciousness is to me. This is what most of the world's in to me. Uh, they are victims to the traffic, the president, COVID-19, fill in the blank. Right. Everything's always happening to me. Yeah. Right. Second stage is by me. This is the Gary V. Grant Cardone hustle hard stage. This is a creator stage. This is where you say, I create, right? right? I will make it happen. By me stage is the creator stage. Uh -huh. Third stage, and this is the one that I do my best to navigate in every single day, is through me. This is where we ask spirit, God, Buddha, Krishna, Jesus, Allah, source, divine intelligence, whatever's most potent for you to use us. Right. So I, I wake up every day and I say, spirit, please use me. Uh, who would you have me bless? Who would you have me talk to? What would you have me do? What would you have me say in such a way that it would it would be a beneficial presence on the planet? Right. And, and then the fourth stage is as me consciousness. So there's to me, by me, through me, as me. As me consciousness is the Buddha nature, the Christ consciousness. This is uh, complete and utter oneness. This is that moment when the Mali or the mushrooms or the LSD hits or the ayahuasca, and you recognize that there is only one. This is that moment when you're in church and the Holy Spirit takes over you and you go in tongues and you know there's nothing else to say, nothing to do, nothing to even uh, reach for because God is all, uh -huh. right? Um, so those are the four stages. And for me, I continuously... Um, reach to number three yeah is there do, do you prefer number three or are you do you want to get to number four more often or do you like bouncing back before between those two because it's it's i feel like we all have like our place in the world and sometimes people are really good at number three i like number three um i'm mm -hmm. not the best at it sometimes i go back to number two quite often as well and i've been to number yeah. four a few times in my life you know so I'm, mm -hmm. what uh, what about you like what how do you how do you view that so there was a point in my life where I was doing, uh, and it was a competition actually with my meditation teacher, uh, Light Watkins. We were competing to see who would not. So the, the, the challenge was to meditate twice a day, every day for a year. Okay. And so whoever dropped the ball first owed the other one some money. Right? And so uh, I'm bringing that up because I studied Vedic meditation for a while. And there's two paths. There's the householder, which is what you and I are. Mm -hmm. And then there's, uh, I believe it's called the monastic path. And so householder is everyday people. This is like, you have bills to pay, you have shit to do. Yeah. And monastic path is where you could just sit on a mountain and be a Sikh and, you know, a monk somewhere and not participate in the, the wildness of the society that we've built. Right. And so because I am a, you know, I have kids, to three under three and another one on the way uh, because I've chosen to step into the business world and play with money and um, creation. Uh, 
it is a little more challenging to sit in Christ consciousness all day, every day. Um, <laughs> not that because right. I, I wouldn't do anything, right? right like, right. I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know if, if you've ever been so high that you recognize that there's literally not a word to say. Not, not, there's just nothing to do uh-huh. because you recognize that we live in the fabric of what uh, I label God, but whatever you want to call that thing. Right. And so that's epic and it feels good to be in that moment and my kids still need to eat yeah and their diapers are still shitty and they're you know there's there's a lot of world still to be in and what i know about life is that it's always going to kick us in the balls mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. there's just there's no way around it every man balls lady balls everybody gets <laughs> their ass handed to them time nature enemies disease you name it right traffic uh, fucking the 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 person serving your food, not getting there fast enough, all of these things will send you into um, to me consciousness, okay. right? I, yeah. I'm in to me consciousness probably a hundred times a sure. day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the, 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 the game is to understand the distinction and to go back uh, to what is most in alignment yeah. with the truth of my being. Yeah. So it's, it's not about not being in to me consciousness or by me consciousness, it's about how quickly can I catch that and shift and pivot back to the truth of my being, yeah. which is what I would call pure alignment. And um, you shared something in the intro that I want to not correct, but just give a little more context to. Okay. I got sick when I was 25. I had a heart condition and I got so scared because I didn't want to die that I course corrected and began to look at myself and my life in such a way and the transformation that I went through and just a matter of like three four months people in my circles were like who the fuck is that guy because there was a different dude here Uh four months ago your skin your skin looks better you're in your power there's something happening and I want some of it and I started booking all these commercials and modeling jobs and all these things started happening and people were like yo what are you on right right and and that is what became this opening I didn't there was no career called influencer when this was happening yeah right this is 2005 yeah and there was no like you could be uh like there was the, the best thing you could be at that time was a motivational speaker yeah. I mean, there was no such thing as a uh, like a, a, a millionaire life coach other than like Jack Canfield and people like that. And they weren't even coaches. Right. Those are he was just a seminar leader. Right. And so I had no frame of reference. I just knew that so many people kept coming to me that I needed to make it easier for myself and for them. So I would just say, hey, go to this YouTube video, because what's most personal is also most universal. Right. So the same shit that you're going through, Chris, is more than likely the same shit I'm going through is more than likely the same shit most of your viewers are going through. Yeah. And so I started to tap into that and synthesize right, these universal truths and, and help people and build bridges for people, not with a I need your money in mind, but how can I give this gift back? Mm. And what happened, bro, and this is crazy, is all I was doing was focusing on giving mm-hmm. and some people in an MLM called Isogenics, somebody saw one of my videos and they started passing it around without me knowing. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, what used to be like 25 views start turning into like 50,000 every video. And I was like, what the, what's happening? (laughs) I didn't know what was happening. I couldn't track it, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so one day I got a message that said, hey, we're a part of this company and we'd love for you to speak at our big celebration in Australia. Can we talk to you? It'll be 6,000 people that you would be keynoting for. Yeah. Now at this point, I had been doing talks at junior high schools for free and just giving the gift, right? Just let this land, bro. No money. Big change, a big change, yeah. Literally yeah. no money involved. And then they asked me to come keynote and they pay me $12,000 uh -huh. and I go keynote in Australia and I ripped the fucking stage, bro. I <laughs> murdered, murdered this place. Uh -huh. And that just, it just kept snowballing. That's how I got my book deal. There's, there's a million things that have happened, including impact theory and school of greatness, all these things, these people yeah. came to me. I didn't go to them. Alignment produces, right? I think it was Zig Ziglar that said, when you make room for your gifts, your gifts will make room for you. Yeah. And I want to be crystal clear for anybody listening right now that that is to me, mm. the best thing you could do ever for your business, for your life, for your children, for for humanity, the best thing you could ever do is make room for your gifts. What is trying to come through you? What is being asked of you? And will you say yes to that? Or will you venture off and try to do some other stupid stuff because you think that'll make you money? Because I'm telling you right now, the money is in the alignment. The money is in being true to your heart. That is how I'm a multimillionaire. Not because I chase some um, you know, oh, drop shipping now or this, that, and the other. Like, yes, I see those things. Oh, real estate. Well, I'm not a fucking real estate guy, right? Yeah. That's not my gift. My gift is this thing. And so you, you follow that thing. Right. How would you say that you, you, I want to know how you stay in alignment, but also yes. how, when you made that shift originally after you had that that um, experience of almost dying or thinking you you could die, um, was it hard to stay in that? Did you ever struggle with staying in that? And how did you get back to it? Like, I think that's a, that first off, I think a lot of people don't know that really what alignment is for themselves. Yes. And um, how the hell do you get there if you, <laughs> you don't know what it is and, and how can you get back to it, right? Truth, truth. So, so I'm going to do a little teaching for a moment here, okay. if you wouldn't mind. So there's um, four aspects of what it means to be human. And I do things in fours often. Uh, we are biological beings, right? Biofeedback, there's trillions of cells dancing in our beautiful bodies. Mm -hmm. uh, we're biological beings. That's number one. Number two, we are linguistic beings, right? which means we build worlds with our language. If I don't have the distinction and the language for door and doorknob, me trying to get out of this room would be a problem, mm -hmm. right? So the language creates worlds, which is why I always say, speak what you seek until you see what you said, right? We speak things into existence. We, 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 we use the power of the tongue because we're linguistic beings. That's number two. Number yeah. three, and this is one of the most important ones. And this is answering your question indirectly. Number three, we are social and historical beings, which means we were born into beliefs and interpretations. Okay. I'm going to say it again, social and historical beings, social born into communities that already have beliefs and interpretations, mm -hmm. right? You didn't choose the language. You didn't choose the religion more than likely. Not consciously. Yeah. 
And, and these uh, pods that we're born into, the school system, the, all of the different things that are, are shaping our mental maps, shaping our nervous system, our psyche, mm-hmm. um, aren't true or facts. They're true, lowercase t truth, mm-hmm. but not uppercase, right? And so how you get in alignment is you m- must first understand your programming, mm-hmm. right? Most of us were, or uh, I'll give you a few examples. I was born into a family that said, often money is the root of all evil, right? I was born into a family that unconsciously had not processed 50 something years worth of trauma and sexual abuse and all kinds of other things. So the repression and the way that my mom and dad navigated their own sexuality, money stories, Mm -hmm. who they were, had an effect on how I show up. I grew up hearing certain things about women, about Asians, Mm -hmm. about white people. All of those things have an effect. And I teach all the time, you cannot intervene in a world you can't see. You can't do shit about a world that you can't actually see. Mm -hmm. And so we're social and historical beings. You want to be in alignment. If I was you, I would write down all of the things that have become, of course, unconscious agreements that I've made with my parents and society. Like, of course. Yeah. Of course, money is the root of all. Of course, uh, rich people are this. Of course, you got to work hard. You got to work hard for your money, right? These type of things have a deep and profound effect on who we think we are. Right. And I I tell my clients all the time, that's not who you are. That's who you became. That was a strategy to stay safe. You saw your mother or father's face change when you outshined your sister or your brother. And therein lied the the beginning of internalized shame. Something must be wrong with me Mm. as a being, right? Oh, can't shine too bright. Or the opposite, right? You recognize, like myself, I was in special education early as a child in the 80s. When they didn't explain that I was a genius, what they, what they didn't say, hey, you tested off the charts. For, they, they said, essentially, this is your new class. And they put me in a class with mentally ill children who were eating their boogers, which a lot of kids do, and <laughs> drooling on themselves. And I made up an entire story about myself, oh my that God. I was stupid, that I was dumb, that I was less than. I was born into an interpretation. Yeah about special education. Yeah. You know what special education meant to me at seven? That's what the retarded kids go to. Yeah. That was the words we used. Yeah. The retarded kids go in those bungalows. And if you put me in that bungalow, that must mean I'm retarded as well. That was exactly what I was thinking about myself at seven. Yeah. Wow. And so just to finish this off, the fourth is we are quantum beings, right? This is uh, the, the, the the uh, physics there's there's something deeper to us than just uh, these skin suits right and right. so those are the four aspects and uh, I hope that makes sense but to to me the the biggest key and sticking point is as as looking at number three which is where have I been programmed and trained to believe that I am something yeah 
Where did I get these ideas? Because a lot of people say they want things, but they haven't built a somatic body that can hold those things. Mm -hmm. They haven't built the context that can hold what they say they desire. I used to be, I remember being 26, 27. I want to be a millionaire. I want to be this. I want to be that. Bro, I was nowhere close to that. I hadn't built a container that could hold that. Yeah. And how you build that container is through alignment. And how you get into alignment is you face off with the shadows. You face off with the things, the programming. You, you reset, recalibrate, and give your nervous system the break that it's been needing from the multiple traumas that you've experienced over your lifetime. Love it. Love it. Let's, Preston, let's talk to the people out there that are like you um, or were like you mm-hmm. that, that really have something in them and they want to, they're creators, right? They want to yeah. share that with the world and maybe they're starting out doing it. They don't know how to do it. They're growing, they're along their journey of creating more and more of this to help more people. Tell us more about your progress, like how that happened for you so those people can understand, okay, I'm not... Uh, doing this all alone and am I okay on the right path by um, even though I don't have a track record of a massively successful career or have made a million dollars with this business I've still got something to give to the world how do I give it to the world 100% bro so a couple things number one I was thinking about this yesterday actually I was doing a webinar um, and it came up what I call, because in 2014, I was, I was living with my mom. Okay. So we're in, we're in 2021 right now. Mm-hmm. And in 2014, I was living with my mom and I made $32,000 uh, that year, according to the IRS. Okay. The following year, I made 150. The next year I made three. The next year I made six. The next year I made a million and I haven't stopped. And I'm okay. sharing that not to impress, but to impress upon anybody who's listening that what I'm about to share with you next is literally the principles that I used to just, right? And I still use them. That's the crazy part. It works. So I just keep using what works. So I'll do this out of order, but I'll start with principle number one is elevation requires separation. So for me, what I recognized was that in order to go where I needed to go, I needed to separate from some of the uh, people, um, habits, um, things I was listening to, food I was eating in order to, to, to elevate, right? Because if I, if I keep doing what I've been doing, I'm going to have more of what I've been having. Right? That just makes sense. So if you want something you never had, you got to do something you never done. Okay, so then now I must elevate to separate or separate to elevate. So I had a conversation with some of my best friends and my father and said, it went a little something like this. Hey, I love you guys so much. And I love like hanging out and, you know, doing the thing and going out and staying late and all that stuff. But there's something on my heart that is calling me forward. And in order to have that happen, I need to take some time away from hanging out and talking so much because uh, it's it's affecting me and I, I need to be in proximity to people that will challenge me and, and know some things that I don't know. Yeah. So this is not forever, I'll be back. I'm just letting you know, I'm not gonna be hanging out as much. I'm not gonna be you know uh, picking up your calls as much, dad, um, but I love you. And know that I'm doing this for a purpose and I'm doing this for us and I'm doing this for what's handwritten on my soul. Right. So I had, how was the reaction to that? 
um everybody took it really well um it's great yeah not everybody would though no no definitely not definitely not um they took it well enough because i was in my heart right and they okay. they got that i wasn't trying to shame them or make them wrong or bad i just knew and they knew right they knew i was different right yeah um that i needed some space and so it wasn't just separating from that it was also separating from the identity of a guy who had it all together so yeah. i moved in with my mom in 2014 so that i could use the money that i was spending on my um 2200 uh, apartment in hancock park in los angeles california mm -hmm. i took that same money and put it into coaching i took that same money and put it into um workshops i took that same money and i took it into uh, put it into seminars i took that same money and i put it into um bettering me mm -hmm. and so i had to separate from the identity of the 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 programming social and historical programming of clint eastwood and terminator and rambo and all the other perfect white dudes who always have the right answer and never fuck things up right so there's there's there was programming that i had to undo and separate from and say hey bro you're just you're gonna need to take some steps back to take many steps forward yeah right? so that that's number one I, and i hope that lands if you have any questions about that before i go to the next one but that was great no i love it um, the second thing, which I sort of shared in the first thing, and this is what I find a lot of entrepreneurs and people who are wanting to build their businesses and careers, this is where they mess up. They have something come up for them, right? A vision, they get a calling, a tap on the shoulder. And the first question they ask is how? And that's a terrible question to ask. <laughs> it's a terrible question because if it's, you, but it's almost automatic though it's like oh it here's this uh, how what do we do okay yes so, it's so, it's so a terrible solution? question right <laughs> so let me let me explain why it's a terrible question because if you knew how you would have already done it okay right? so the question is not how the question is who who has already tapped into who has a little bit of what i am looking for who can can skip me ahead of some of the bullshit that I'm probably gonna go through. Okay. Who is the question? You identify the, the what and the why, and then the, the next question has to be who, because okay. the who will lead you to the how. Most people do it the wrong way. They instantly go to how and begin to duct tape their businesses and lives together through, you know, and there's nothing wrong with podcasts or books or anything of that nature, but there's something so magical about having another human remind you of what does and doesn't work. There's something right. so magical about being held in a container where somebody says, Hey, I see you. Yeah. And remind you daily and hold you accountable. Right. You, right. I could disappear reading books and listening right. to podcasts. I could spend, you know what? I, Cause I, I help coaches build their businesses and things of that nature. And I also just coach people in general, right? I do this and I've been doing this since 2006, but really 2014, full-time, nothing else, right? And so yeah. one of the things that I've recognized is that people just need somebody to hold them, right? So true. They just need somebody to hold them. Somebody yeah. to say, I got you, right? Like you were at the workout yesterday, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 
you think you would have worked as hard by yourself? No, 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 for sure not. <laughs> no way. No way. <laughs> no, no, no. That's why I go to things like that. Like it, you, you, you get a trainer or a studio that you go to and, and just them being there is going to take you to the next level for sure. That was a percent, bro. That was yeah. a percent. Yeah. So I figured out the secret sauce and I stopped asking how and started asking who. And yeah. that's, that's principle number two, right? Figure out who already has some of what you need and pay the costs. Yeah. Figure out how to in, make their lives better. Figure out how to be in their community, in their mm -hmm. space. If you don't have the money, get creative. Figure it out. Yeah. I tell people all the time, if your life depended on it, do you think you would find five, six thousand dollars? Yeah, absolutely. Of course absolutely. you would. Right. And your life does depend on it. One of my favorite quotes is from the Gnostic Gospels of Thomas. And I was I was sharing this with you guys yesterday. Um, it, and the quote is, if you bring forth what is within you what you bring forth will save you. But if you do not bring forth what is within you, what you do not bring forth will destroy you. Mm, I love that. So for me, this is one of the most important things to really pay attention to because it's micro and macro. It's, yeah. it's every day and it's over the years, right? It will destroy you when you're out of alignment, when you do not bring forth your gifts, when you do not stretch yourself, when you do not position yourself to 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 have certain experiences that sucks man yeah that's misery yes it's misery yeah it sucks it sucks so uh the third principle and this is more of a mindset is i'm clear that i'm going to be playing the whatever it takes game right so in my consciousness mm -hmm. i see the mountain and the distinction between uh, let's call it a broke financially person and a really wealthy person is this distinction. Okay. The, the broke person looks at the mountain and starts counting the cost. Mm, what's that going to cost me? Right? And they're calculating the cost. The uh, wealthy person instantly goes to however long it takes. And whatever it takes, I'm climbing that mountain. Or and who I need to talk to or yes, work with to yes. be able to climb that mountain, right? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And so the, the, the game, if you may, is to commit first and, and build the, 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 the wings on the way down or the way up or whatever, however you want to see that analogy. I jump before I'm ready. And so, because uh, ready isn't a feeling. A lot of people say, this, oh, I'm not ready. I don't feel ready. I don't feel ready. Ready isn't a feeling. It's a decision. Right? You decide. And success yeah. doesn't necessarily take time. It takes courage. And so will you be courageous enough to do everything you can today, in this hour, in this moment? Hear me, bro. This is, I'm giving you game right now. I tell them, this is literally how I'm as successful as I am. Because there's yeah. other coaches, right? There's other coaches who are more popular than me. They have more followers. They have more notoriety, but I'm richer than them. Garen fucking teed on multiple levels, bro. Because personal freedom is a whole nother beast. Yeah. Right? Here it is. Every day, I ask myself this question. What could I do today that it would take a month to handle for most people? Okay. And then I identify that thing. So 
out of everything that could happen today, what is the one thing that if I did that, it would literally kill a month and then I do it or I start it. And then, and this all happens in the first part of the day. Yeah. I get it done instantly so, because everything else is cherry on top. I know you probably read the one thing. They have that thing called the success list. I have a success list. I only have three things on my list every day. And everything else just becomes like, oh, well, maybe I'll do that. Oh, maybe that'll happen. Maybe that'll happen. So every day I'm asking myself, what could I do today that would literally take most coaches, most people in my same position a month to take care of? To do. Yeah. Yes. And so because I play like that, my everything just jumps, right? It just jumps. It, I leapfrog. And, you know, I was telling my friends the other day, I had a $90,000 hour last week. And wow. You know, I remember when that would be like, fuck, like a $90,000, you know, year would be nice. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> and, and, you know, coming from nothing, man, yeah. I, I didn't buy anything, anything fancy, none of those things until last year. I bought a Porsche Panamera. No, before that, I got, I got a Tesla. 2018, I got a Tesla, a, a Model S. That was the first fancy thing I ever bought for myself. Every, all the other years, and I was making the money, bro. I had the money to buy fancy shit. I just wasn't doing it because I had a, a grand scheme, a vision, right? To be able to position myself to retire fully by 45. I'm 40 right now. And so the work for me is not about like grandstanding and looking like I just bought this house. I could have bought a $2 million house. Guess what I bought? A $500,000 house. That is strategic. I don't need to look like I have the biggest dick. Yeah. Right? I don't need to have like what I what what and this is a principle. Let's call this number four. You must be in tune with your values. Right? Like what matters to you? Because oftentimes we get so used to climbing the mountain and chasing the thing that we forget that we're chasing all of that to be able to wake surf on Mondays. We're chasing yeah, all right. of that, right? <laughs> exactly. Chasing all of that to be able to laugh with your kids. Well, bro, if you have kids and your kids are here now, like stop chasing that shit and laugh with them now or set your life up. Yeah. Right? We, 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 we do these short sprints. And for me, short is like five years, right? I do yeah. five years of, of like just gutter, beautiful work, just mm, 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 mm. And I come up that five years, I got 15 years set up. I have yeah. millions, right? That, yeah. I'm, that I'm sitting on and investing and doing different things. I'm not playing the short game. Most people, they get in this shit because they want to look, look tough and be popular, right? Yeah. I don't have yeah. the big, I, I do have a big following, but I don't, right? Yeah. It's not that. Yeah. It's, are you willing to serve? No matter what, because I tell you what, bro, there are thousands upon thousands of people all over the world who I know will never, ever buy from me. And I serve them like like my thirty thousand dollar clients. Yeah, I show up for them and these little um, like amplify is like nine, nine, seven. Right. I give them everything I have as if they paid me thirty thousand. Right. Because my job is not like, oh, I only serve when it's this much money. No, I serve no matter what. Right. Whether it's a podcast, whether I'm in a bathroom, no matter where I am, I serve. And that to me is, uh, let's call that principle number five. Uh, it's, it's not about you. When I got clear on that, it became easy. That's not about you. You're being used. So go do the work.
right? The rest of it will be taken care of. What's your, your, your number one way to, to do that work to no, not do that work, but to realize the work that you should be doing. Slow down to the speed of wisdom and listen. There is a still small voice inside of each and every one of us. That's always in always speaking. The question is, can you hear it? The question is, yeah. will you listen? Yeah. Right. I, I've been guided throughout my entire life. I had survivor's guilt when I was 15 and a half, because that voice told me not to go out with my friends. And within an hour of me saying no to going out with my friends, all of them were shot. And my best friend was shot in the head and died instantly. Hmm. That voice told me not to go. Right. Years later, I was in New York sitting at a cafe with a friend talking. And that voice said, get up and go to Saks Fifth Ave right now on the other side of town. And I was like, what the actual F? <laughs> yeah. But I, I've learned to listen. So I said, okay, hey, bud, I got to go. I went to go jump on a train. I missed the train. I got off the train. I went the wrong way. I finally found myself in Saks. I went up to the second or third floor to look at the boots, which is what I was supposed to be getting when I was in New York. And the voice said, go downstairs right now. And I was like, I just got here. You told me to come here. Why am I going downstairs? I walked downstairs because I keep listening. I open the door. I, I turn left. And within seconds, I hear, skirt, no. I look and there's a woman flying through the air. She lands on her head and her, and her brain splattered out the back. Oof. And I instantly knew why I was there. So I ran over to her. It was bloody. You can look this up. Anybody who's listening or watching right now, her name is Amelia Sturrental. You can look that up on, or you can put it in the show notes. They have articles on it. I was literally, I saw her in the air. Mm -hmm. um, it was so bloody that, and this is New York City, there's people everywhere. Nobody wanted to look. Nobody even wanted to step forward. And there just so happened to be a, a doctor and a nurse, separate, different sides of the street. Both ran in, and then I ran in. And I knew. I was like, okay, God, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. And I went to her feet. And I'll never forget, I saw her pearls rolling down the street. She had a blue sweater on, and her pearls were rolling down the street. And she was gasping for breath, and, and blood was coming out the back. And I went to her feet while they were talking to her. And I could hear a little bit, but I closed my eyes. Ma'am, ma'am, are you there? Ma'am, can you hear me? They're touching her pulse and all that. And I just went to her feet. And I went into an altered state, if you may, and started praying with her. And I told her, I'm here. And if this is, if this is the day, if this is the, the moment where you're going to go, you're not going by yourself. And wow. um, long story short, maybe, maybe two minutes later, that voice said, open your eyes. This is about to be it. Open my eyes. Took our last breath. Wow. That has happened so many times to me. And I don't believe that I am special. I don't believe I'm special. I'm unique, but I'm not special. That same voice is always speaking in all of us. I got my book deal with Simon and Schuster. People are like, hey, how'd you get this six-figure book deal? You know how I got it, bro? Listening to the voice. There was a man sitting by himself in a cafe, or not a cafe, but like a, a dining area during a retreat that I was at. And 
the voice said, go serve. That guy's sitting by himself. Your job is to, is to be here for humans. Go be yeah. here for him. I sat next to this man. We talked for a little bit. And he asked me what I was up to. I heard about what he was up to. At the end, he said, hey, give me your email, Preston. I said, oh, cool, awesome. Just being a good guy, right? Like not trying to get anything. Yeah. Right. Everybody's a go-getter, but you, I dare you to be a go-giver. Right? Just give for the like sake that. of yeah. giving, right? Yeah. And, and, and so I'm just being a good person and being a friend to some stranger, right? 7.7 billion people, we're in the same place. Let me, yeah. let me talk to this man. He's sitting by himself. Everybody else is at tables and they're doing the popular kid thing. Let me go talk to him. You know what happened? Two days later, I saw an email that said potential author. I opened the email. This man's name is Bruce Cryer. You can look this up as well. He was the agent of Lissa Rankin, who is the New York Times bestselling author. He says, hey, Michelle, I met a superstar kid uh, this past weekend named Preston Smiles. He CC'd in this email. He told me that he has a book called Love Louder that he's working on. And I thought you guys would be a good fit with Simon and Schuster. Bro, nice. a few weeks later, I had a six-figure book deal. And I, I, I literally have story after story about this, but I just want to like drill this home. You don't have to know. You just have to know the knower. You don't have to know. You don't have to figure it out. You just got to tap in. You got to say yes. You got to listen to that still small voice that's saying, I know I can make more money over here, but my truth is, is that I want to play the Spanish guitar. Well, then play the Spanish guitar. I promise you, if you make room for your gifts, your gifts will make room for you. That is truth. That is facts. I am living it. And I've seen it happen a thousand times. Facts. I love it. I love it, man. I love it. Preston, we're going to wrap up. Any final words you want to say for the people out there that have something inside of them and they want to give to the world and create their own personal brand? Every minute, every moment, every month, every week that you get ready to get ready, that you hide out, that you sit on the sidelines and watch and judge other people, you are not just robbing yourself, you're robbing thousands upon thousands of people who need you. They need your gift, they need your gadget, they need your invention, they need you to walk into that coffee shop, they need you. Our job on this planet is to serve. If you've been called to this podcast in this moment, in this time in human history, let this land. You have medicine on your heart that only you can give, only you. You must say yes to that medicine. And I promise you the rest will take care of itself. I truly, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, if you do like podcasts, I do have a podcast called The Preston Smile Show where I go super deep into all this stuff. So I love all of you. Chris, thank you so much for having me. This has been amazing. Preston, it's been an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate that. Uh, I feel like I just went to church. And, uh, <laughs> and hopefully everybody else feels like that too when they listen to the show. We're going to wrap up there. Thank you again, Preston. Listeners, thank you for tuning in once again. And we'll see you all on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey, listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. 
Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.